Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best City Song. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. All right, here we go. What is happening? What is it? Best City Song? What is <laughs> wait? I want to know what the title of this is. Best city, best best city named song or best city song, whatever you whatever you want to say. Best song with a city name in the title, U.S. edition. Best song <laughs> with a city name in the title, U.S. edition. Best city song. Do you see how when I was trying to just record the topic for this, we got into the weeds a little bit? I'm just throwing it out there. And why? Did, how was that getting in the weeds? I just think this is going to be a little bit more difficult than you think it's going to be. But well, I'm let's game to try. Jump on and get started. I'm coming out swinging. I'm hot. Hold on. Hal, I'm excited about this topic. I took a nice long trip this afternoon mm-hmm. across the United States of America, mm. listening to some pretty fantastic music about this great nation of ours. Just hopped in the family truckster, let the good times roll, got out <laughs> your iPod right. Nano, plugged it in to the cassette adapter that went into exactly a Walkman. That you have plugged mm-hmm. into your radio. Why I didn't just plug the little eighth inch jack right into the stereo. I don't know, but I went, I did that extra step yeah. of the Walkman because I want to make sure all of my songs have a wonk, wonk, wonk the sound of the road underneath them. Exactly. That's how they figured out what bridge they were on in sneakers. <laughs> They'd isolate the sound of the seams. Ah, uh, how are you, my friends? I'm doing great. <laughs> I want to tee up the research on this one. Okay. You have furnished me. Well, that was, hold on a second. You, you're no, no, acting like that. You furnished me with. I'm not saying you haven't done true. more. Hold okay. on. You have sent me simply a yeah. ranker.com article, a crowd ranked list of songs named after you. Well, you asked, you said, I want to see a list. And I, I looked at this list and I, yeah, have that some list notes is garbage for the that crowd. List is garbage. Just for the crowd. I have a couple notes. Yeah. Number one, Folsom Prison Blues, not about a city. No. Also, how old white man is this crowd that Lodi is the number two song of all of the city songs on this list? Here's the best part. What's that? Number, coming in at number four, coming in hot. Mm-hmm. This is the full title as given on the website. <laughs> Forrest Gump, colon, San Francisco, and then in parens, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. Did it say the word colon or was there an actual two dots? No, it, it, an actual Forrest Gump colon, actual colon. Oh, this is a song by Scott McKenzie, by the way. It is not by Forrest Gump. I get that it was in the movie (laughs) to denote as it's a great song for it. It's a great, that is a banger of a soundtrack. I had the double CD set. Well, it's amazing. The Alan Silvestri at the end, the feather song, as I call it. The, well, this, yes, there's the score is great, but the soundtrack that he puts together. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant soundtrack. It's fantastic. Fortunate Son is on there. You've got some Bob Dylan. You've got some, uh, yeah, it's all of the great songs of that era, or many of the great songs of that Did era. Did that movie get away with doing a sequence in Vietnam that didn't have the song for what it's worth in it? 
because it feels like that is the song. I think it had that song in it. The song of the Vietnam War. Yeah, I think that song was in there. Which, for those of you who don't know, is the wait, listen, what's that sound? Everybody here, what's going? That means we're in we're in the midst of the Vietnam War. That's how you say that in movie. There's in movie. Mm -hmm. There's a line in that where it's a thousand people in the streets, Mm -hmm. but the music, the vocal cuts out for like half a second in the recorded version, and it goes a thousand in the street so like you can't hear the p syllable mm-hmm. in the word people i went and i saw steven stills and neil young do this song live and when they did the song live i guess because of the recording he doesn't do the p syllable he just goes a thousand bull in the street and i was like wait does does he just sing it like that it sounds like it i guess yeah because or the recording often. came out and he was like he was like, oh, that sounds good. Like if Procol Harum, when they perform now, they just do it manually, the whole. How often have you gone to a concert and had the artist come out and go, okay, here are a collection of songs that sound exactly like they do on the album. I think the only one who sounds like exactly like his album work is Billy Joel when I've seen him live. Yeah, it's pretty close. Billy Joel puts on a tight show and runs a tight ship. He's got to be out of there. Yeah, he's got got dinner reservations. He's got he's got something going. He's like, hey, guys, I work two hours and 15 minutes a day. Okay, I clock in. I literally put a time clock backstage. I clock in. I clock out. I'm in a New York state of mind, specifically the New York state of mind I'm in right now is a steak from patsy's that's what the state of mind that i'm in right now yeah all the stars went all the stars went to patsy's for steaks after the show dude did you ever (laughs) patsy's has one of the great new york dishes that was invented by frank sinatra we'll get to the music in a minute who does pop up on this list sure at least once there is a dish there called lobster sinatra we may have talked about this on the show before no (laughs) sinatra just came up with this dish in the restaurant, he told them what to do, and they did it for him. And it's an Italian restaurant. It's like a t- it's steakhouse, but it's Italian food. It's all kinds of stuff. Sure, of course. And uh, Sinatra sits down, and they're like, uh, "Mr. Sinatra, we like to." He's like, "Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a lobster. I want you to cut it in half, split the whole thing open, pour marinara on the whole thing, a little bit of Parmesan cheese on top. Bring that out to me." And they still have it on there as lobster Sinatra. That is the most like indulgent old New York mafia guy. Hey, what's fancy? What do people like? Lobster? All right, give me one of those. Pour some marinara and cheese on it. Marinara. Yeah, marinara. You don't see the last letter. I want you to bring a chicken breast. I want you to butterfly it. (laughs) I want you to put chocolate sauce in there, top it with whipped cream. Boom, chicken Sinatra. Hey, here's what I like oh, you to do. I love that chicken Sinatra. Well, you get a piece of bread, put it on the bottom of a plate, right? Not well, the top of a plate, which would be the bottom piece of bread. Yeah. Then I want you to take, I want you to take some marinara, pour it directly on the bread. Okay, okay? A little yeah. peanut butter, a little jelly, some more marinara on top of that. Okay. So you want a peanut butter jelly sandwich with marinara instead of bread? With no, 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 no. It's gonna have bread also. It's gonna have Just marinara. The then, then I want some Dunkin' bread uh, and some Dunkin' marinara on the side. Okay, no problem. PBJS. Hey, Scooby-Doo, here's what I need. <laughs> I, want to, I want you to bring me a Diet Coke. 
Okay, yes, to, Mr. Sinatra. I want you to split the glass in half. Oh, marinara oh. <laughs> in the middle. And I want you to tie it back together with a shoelace and bring that to me. But for a straw, I want you to hollow out a cookie. Yeah, you got Mr. it, Mr. Sinatra S. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Scooby Dooby, I'm making you know what? bills. While we are in New York City, uh huh, let's talk about some of the great East Coast songs. Mm-hmm. I've got a few in mind. I know that you've got some Philadelphia songs that are coming to the top of your list. Mm-hmm. One of them won an Oscar, a great yeah. Philadelphia song. And that would, of course, be Bruce Springsteen, Streets of Philadelphia. We also got uh, Elton John's Philadelphia Freedom. Yeah. New York State of Mind, New York, New York, the classic, which you had a hot take this afternoon via text for that particular song, Hal. For which? For New York, New York. Oh, that it's garbage. <laughs> what is wrong with that song? That it's song fine. is a classic. It's the song no, everyone sings in Times Square was, right after Old Lang Syne. I was being a cheeky Philadelphia sports fan. No, it's a, it is a fine song. It's fun that it's that it's the song that's played when the Yankees win. I think it's when they win, it's him. and It's Sinatra. When they lose, it's Liza Minnelli, but they always play it. <laughs> that know, seems, it's, that it's seems like an that. insult to Liza Minnelli. But I would offer to you yeah, that it's not the best New York song. Really? Yeah. What do you think is the best New York song? I'm thinking about a song that came out in 1987. Mm-hmm. Part of is it album. Why Should I Worry from no. Oliver and Company? No, that was 88. Oh, sorry. My bad. This is on an album called A Very Special Christmas. Oh, I was going to ask you if Hollis counts as a city. Yeah, well, it's it's about Queens, which is Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. But is it does it not count? Because it's he it says Christmas in Hollis. It's on Hollis Avenue. Yeah, it's in Queens. Look, I've, all, I've also got on my list. No sleep till Brooklyn. So these are parts of great one. New York City. I, I, no Angel of Harlem Brooklyn. is another one. New York City no Brooklyn is, is fun. And it's from that era of the Beastie yeah. Boys where they were making fun of Party Boys. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think a lot of people get that they were making fun of Party Boys and then they became Party Boys. And then they right. got back to who they were. I mean, they're just a brilliant. There's a brilliant group of dudes right there. Yeah. But it, like. If we're going to allow Christmas in Hollis, do we also allow Billy Joel's Big Man on Mulberry Street, which is another one about? about well, Hollis is Hollis. We did Hollis spe- is a neighborhood. We did specify that we wanted to have the city. I think a neighborhood counts as part of the counts. city. Okay. I think we. I think a street might be that might be the cutoff point. We might be cutting it too close with a street. I love that choice. That one popped into my head this afternoon, and I thought, I wonder if Hollis. If we'll have to talk about it. I wonder if Hollis will count as a city yeah i mean it does to me that's that's my favorite new york song Mm -hmm. i honestly i don't know though if it's going to beat as an east coast song because i did go through and listen to a ton of these this afternoon and streets of philadelphia is such a good song it is a very good song it's not really about philadelphia that was captures yeah I mean, if you want, if you want the song Philadelphia Freedom, also not really about Philadelphia. Right. If you want a Philadelphia song with Philadelphia in the title, that is it more about Philadelphia. Motown Philly is probably the way you want to go. Yeah. Motown. I mean, that's the thing. Do we want to pick a song that is specifically because we said city songs? 
and, and they do, they will have the city in the title. Do we want them to be specifically about the city? I think that's you know part I mean? of it is they have to capture the city in some way. Like New York, New York is a quintessential. Yeah. Kind of. But to me, I would do, I would do the New York, New York. It's a hell of a town. The Bronx is up, up and, and the, the batteries, batteries down. down. Like that at least tells yeah. you a little bit about the city. New York, New York is more, I'm not there and I want to be there. I wish I was mm-hmm. in New York. And if you want a better, I wish I was in New York song that actually references the city a little bit better. State of mind. You do New York state of nine. That's way better yeah. for that. But I guess I also, New York, New York, just it's so easy to sing. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's why it's so ubiquitous is it's da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 da. It's really, really easy. It builds well. It's yeah. like structurally it is a delightfully simple song, but I think you're right. I don't think it necessarily captures a city. And as great as Streets of Philadelphia is, I think that is more about the movie than it is about the city of Philadelphia. I think Motown Philly is a perfect choice. What do you think? There is one song from the East Coast that I think exemplifies the city of its title, but there are no lyrics in the song. Do you know what I'm talking about? This is, g- give me it again. This is a song. This is a song with a city in the Northeast's name in its title. Okay. And it is such a, it, it is so associated with this city, but the song has no lyrics. They never mention the city because there's no lyric in the song. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Bayonne, New Jersey blues. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about Dropkick Murphys shipping up to Boston. No, it's just an instrumental. It's the one from sure? Departed. Yeah. Pretty sure there are. Hold no, on. I'm pretty sure. Ken, I want to point out that the first hold on of this episode was not. No, no I'm, I'm telling you to hold on. I'm a sailor peg and I lost my leg. Climbing up the top sails, I lost my leg. I'm shipping up to Boston. Whoa, I'm shipping up to Boston. Whoa, I'm shipping up to Boston. Whoa, I'm shipping off to find my wooden leg. That does have lyrics. I have. I, I how say, have I never heard the lyrics of that song? I've only heard. I would say that's not even the most Boston song. I would take <laughs> Dirty Water over that. Yeah, Dirty Water doesn't have the name of the city in the title. No, but it is a more Boston song. Sure. If there's a song that's more your city than something with the city's name in the title, I think that might be a disqualifier. Now, there are songs yeah. that may capture it, but I, I associate Dirty Water because that's more like a Red Sox game. And it also has yeah. that feeling of like the Dropkick Murphys mm-hmm. who are very talented. Sure. And they are from Quincy. They are Massachusetts born. Mass holes through and through. They feel like they could be from Ireland instead. That song makes it sound yeah, like, that's true. like they're almost like if the Chieftains got mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the Chieftains to- plugged in. There's something about Dirty Water yeah. by the, I think, the Standells. I don't know. I didn't even know there were lyrics in Shipping Up to Boston. It's the Standells. The Standells did that. That just feels like it captures something. And again, that's a group of people who are from L.A. I mean, come a on. garage rock band from L.A. Well, and then also, that, that you know what? You make a good point. Are we going to wind up with the best song with the city name and its title being performed by artists from that city? That's not necessarily a disqualifier, I don't think, but I think it's a good thing to bear in mind. It could be a good tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. But I think that coming out of the East Coast, I think I got to stick with Motown Philly. I think you're right. 
I mean, it's pretty great. It's pretty. It's great pretty song. great song. And it does Christmas mention- in Hollis. I think it edges out Christmas in Hollis because it is specifically about Philly, the whole city. Philly's in the title. It gives it a nickname. It captures a part of the Philly experience of who these guys are and where they are from. And it does mention some things that are Philly that's sort of like the hometown pop, which is chilling on South Street. And yeah. then, of course, they mention all the Philly steaks you can eat. But it is about <laughs> it is about the rise of these guys who were just sort of singing together. Sure. Back in school, they used to dream school. about this every day. Could this really happen or will dreams just fade away? Right. In addition to being a great song, there is a lot of Philly in it. And it's yeah. and it is it, it is a proud anthem of the city. Not that we don't love streets of Philadelphia. We love that there are songs about us, but sure. they're both by one is by a guy who's in the New York half of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. in Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and the other is Elton John who's from another continent poor New Jersey having each half from a different state oh yeah are you on the New York half or the Pennsylvania half of New Jersey well those are thirds then the middle is farmland oh there you go all right so it's Motown Philly coming out of the east coast yes there is another great one that our producer Ken Bloom has reminded us of another great one by Billy Joel who loves yes. songs about geography which is Allentown about that one you industry. know what we will let that, I will let that one move us into another category oh. because I actually have Allentown on a list as part of the Midwest. I don't know where Pennsylvania stops being the East Coast and starts being the Midwest. You know what I mean? Like Erie, Erie is not an East Coast city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Erie's, Erie's Pittsburgh's further. not an Erie's East Coast city. practically Ohio. That's why. Exactly. Allentown yeah. is 40 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Oh, it, it is. I thought is. Allentown was further. I thought Allentown no, was way further east than or west than that. North and to the east. Oh, okay. Well, then Allentown. Uh, look, I'm talking out my ass this whole episode so far, which I tend to do a lot, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Allentown is another great. Billy Joel shows up a lot. He has a lot of geography songs. Yes. I mean, if you want another good Philly song, there's the Bristol Stomp. That's I thought uh, that was about Bristol. That I believe. I I thought that was about Bristol. I thought that was about Bristol, Philadelphia. Or, or, or Could be about Bristol, Bristol Tennessee. There are a lot of Bristols. Yeah. All we know is those kids in Bristol are sharp as a pistol when they do the Bristol stomp. All right. Let's go to the Midwest. Uh, since I was wrong now, about the, Allentown, the Devels, we'll find out what I can be. The Devels, by the way, who are credited with the Bristol stomp, formed at Overbrook High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1957. Oh, sorry. Yeah. A very famous athlete also graduated mm-hmm. from Overbrook High School. Yes. Close to the same time. In the 1950s? One of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. Who is it? Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. That is correct. Graduate of Overbrook High School, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. And his 50,000 wins? No comment. Let's move on. (laughs) All right, let's go to the Midwest. There are a few great Midwest songs. Allentown's not one of them because uh, it's on the east side of Pennsylvania. But... There are multiple songs about the city of Kansas City called simply Kansas City. Hey, hey, there's hey. the Beatles. There's Fats Domino. There's one even in a musical. I think it's in Oklahoma. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. We've got Cleveland Rocks, the theme song from the Drew Carey show. Detroit Rock City by Kiss. And then a trio of Chicago songs. Sweet Home Chicago. My Kind of Town Chicago. And Chicago, that toddling town. Two of those sung by Frank Sinatra yeah. of lobster fame. The lobster king himself. The lobster king. Yeah. Johnny uh, Lobster Splits. 
I do love Chicago as my kind of town. I love Cleveland Rocks by the presidents of the United States of America. It's a really known, fun song. Yeah. Who are best known for what song? Gump. No. Lump. Lump. Gump was the weird owl version. And Peaches. Millions, Millions of Peaches. She's love. She's love. She's love. She's in my head. Detroit Rock City benefits not from being by Kiss, who are also from a completely different continent. Mm-hmm. But it is a great song. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, man. There are a lot of good ones. Chicago's My Kind of Town is a song that I love. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about the Midwest, mm-hmm. would we include Kansas? Uh, Kansas City. But not the state of Kansas, which is squarely right. in the middle of the entire country. Is there a city other than Kansas City that has a song about it? Is there a, like a awesome Topeka song? Uh, no, there's a song. It's, starts- are you about to pitch the band Kansas? <laughs> no, I'm about to start by saying I'm a lineman for the county and I drive the main road searching in the sun for another overload. The Wichita Lineman by the great Glenn Campbell of the Wrecking Crew. That is a fantastic song. It is about a city. Let me ask you this, though. Is it, in fact, about a city? Because Mm -hmm. another one of these comes up later, an Arlo Guthrie song, and I was wondering about it. It's actually the city of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. But it is about a train called the city of New Orleans, not about the city itself. Is Wichita referring to the Wichita line, like the train? No. Or is it referring to the city of Wichita? He's, he works in the electrical lines. He works on the wires. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was. He, a... he, like, he goes up on the utility pole. Oh, gotcha. That is the line he's talking about. He's a county right. lineman. He's a lineman for the county. That's, that's, uh. And the Wichita lineman. Still I, I, I don't know that song. Come on. There's the only Glenn Campbell. I think it's Glenn Campbell is, uh, Galveston on here that's glenn campbell as well right mm-hmm. that'll come up later but does that come on does that beat any of these chicago songs though oh man sweet home chicago is perfect to me sing a little but bit I, of it for me come on baby don't you want to go back to that same old place sweet home chicago in fact that song is so ubiquitous in that city we used it in my college showcase as our closing song and now gets used every or many years as the closing song for DePaul's showcase. As if to say, we are here, we are Chicago, we are proud of that. And it's also another one of those ones in the same way that New York, New York is really easy to sing. Sweet Home Chicago is super duper easy to get drunk and sing in a bar. I do love... I do love Cleveland Rocks. I really do. You're going to go with a TV theme song over the official song of the city of Chicago? I think it's a good... It is a very good song. I don't know. I don't remember how the verses go outside of just... Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! And then ending with... Ohio! Which is a great... All songs should end with that. We are the champions! We are the champions! Ohio. <laughs> so um, yeah, I would go Sweet Home Chicago is, is fine with me. Yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> you say that knowing full well that that's probably not going to be our ultimate winner. It probably won't be. Yeah, I don't think. But I think coming out of the Midwest, yet. it's worth mentioning. All right, uh, where do you want to go next? You want to go to the South or you want to go to the West? 
let's go to the south. All right. We're going to go to the south. Let's go back to Glen Campbell country and talk about Galveston. Mm-hmm. We've also got Johnny and June Cash singing Jackson. Uh, we have one from my home state of Tennessee. That is, of course, the Monkees' last train to Clarksville. Mm-hmm. We've got Dr. John's Down in New Orleans, the opening song from Princess and the Frog. We, of course, have Mark Cohn's Walking in Memphis. You've got Chuck Berry wrote, I think, and the Beatles performed, and a bunch of people performed. I don't remember who wrote it. Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, the... uh Long distance information. Give me Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we've got a big D Dallas, big D little A double L A S. Of course, Will Smith's Miami rep in Florida. Yeah. And, uh, guys from Philadelphia, we, but sure. Rep Florida. Yeah. He's rep in Florida party in the city where the heat is on. We should have known back then there was a problem. <laughs> and then of course the Chattanooga choo choo also from my home state. There's one on here. It is an absolute, just complete indulgence song that if it is on, I will sing it at the top of my lungs. I might add it to my karaoke repertoire. Well, I was walking in Memphis, walking <laughs> with my feet 10 feet off a beam. Walking in Memphis. I mean, it does sort of take you through. It, it, it's a walking tour. It is a walking tour yeah. of Memphis. Walk with your feet 10 feet off a beam. Watch out for the taxis. And the bus is coming down Beale Street. Now you're going to want to take a left here. There's a nice little barbecue joint. It's a song about Memphis, but from a guy who's just walking up and down Beale Street. Yeah. Well, he's not even on Beale Street. He's 10 feet off of Beale. Yeah, he's 10 feet. Well, I mean, he's he's generally on the street. Yeah. Like if you're in the 10th floor of a building that's on Beale Street, you're on Beale Street. You're just up. I guess that's true. As well. Wait, did you think he was 10 feet off of Beale vertically? I assumed he was like 10 feet left or right of Beale Street. I never thought about the fact he could be on a hoverboard. I assume he's achieved a plane of consciousness that most of us can only dream of. That it a third eye is 10 feet off of Beale. I'm at peace with my future. I see everything in history happening all at once. I contain multitudes. I do. Lo- I have a special spot in my heart for Jackson because it is the song that uh, at my wedding that my wife and I were to. That's what we we were introduced for the first time as husband and wife. We came out to Jackson. It's pretty great. Well, I mean, you've got you are because you are married to Carter Parton Rogers. Correct. Uh, well, the great who very close. Somebody who knows Carter Parton Rogers very closely. The yeah. great, great country singer Carter Parton Rogers. That's right, country superstar. I'm going to Jackson. Yeah, that's another. It's a, there's a lot of good southern ones. But again, that's more about the two people than it is Jackson. It's not a story of the city. You wonder if it's just it fits the meter more than anything yeah. else, right? Yeah, because it didn't fit to go, I'm going to Tupelo. There is Tupelo Honey. There is Tupelo Honey, which is not about Tupelo. I think that's just more about Van Morrison doing drugs and kind of screech singing. Sure, 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 sure. <sighs> Chattanooga Choo Choo is also a great one. Pardon me, boy. Is that the Chattanooga choo-choo? Yes, yes. That is a song, actually, that has led to the popularity of that song has led to an entire section of that city being very cool, where the, quote, Chattanooga choo-choo is. And now it's like Edison bulbs and little bars, and there's a rock venue down there. It's a really cool section of that town based on the ubiquity of that song. But there are a lot more in the South. There's Amarillo. There's Streets of Laredo. 
That's true. Seven. There's a lot of Texas. There's a lot of Texas songs that um, I'm not. Even and then there's a, a New Orleans song that you didn't even really mention. Which one? Which is in 1814. We took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty <laughs> Mississippi. We took, we, fired a our guns we took and the little beans. <laughs> we took the we caught the bloody British in the town of New Orleans. We fired our guns and the British kept it coming. There, there wasn't was as many as there was a while ago. We fired once more and they began to run in down the down Mississippi, Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Mexico. Now that is a song that is revisionist history. Oh yeah, mixed with actual it's history. Mixed with, mixed with our one of our worst presidents. Mixed with one of the worst presidents in, in history, but it does tell you something that happened in, in New Orleans. Although I like, you kind of have to have a, doesn't a place have to call it like New Orleans or New Orleans? New Orleans. Nobody there calls it New Orleans. Oh, nobody there calls it New Orleans? That's my understanding. I know there's, I know a lot of people that call it New Orleans. N A W L I N. New Orleans. That's what I'm saying. New Orleans very quickly, but there are very few. That actually, even in Princess and the Frog, like, we're down in a New Orleans, because they have to match it with the evergreens. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he's got some, he does have some, uh, some rhymes in that song that aren't the best. <laughs> and all the men deliver. I'm like, what? Well, yeah. Okay. I guess you just needed something to rhyme with river and you had set up first. You talk about the women. Now you got to talk about the men. Okay. Like. You whittled it down to your only possible word that kind of shoehorns in there. That said, that song is brilliant. The reprise at the end is brilliant. Like, you know, I had to get some Disney on this list. I thought of an East Coast song that we didn't mention. <laughs> What's that? There is a rose in. Um, there is a rose in Spanish Harlem. Oh, yeah. Come on. I just needed to mention it. I just wanted to throw it out there because. It exists. It'll- this is one of those episodes where people are going to be listening to it going, well, what about this one? What about this one? And yeah. your, I hope to you, the listener right now, your brain is just scrolling through a bunch of songs. Nothing would make me happier. Coming out of the South. I like walking in Memphis. I like Jackson. I like down in New Orleans. I like last train to Clarksville. We haven't talked about that much. It's not really about... They're not in Clarksville. They're going to Clarksville. It's the train to Clarksville. I don't know where they are. Take the last train to, well, you're in Clarksville. Take the last plane to truck. Oh, I'm telling you to take the last train and meet me at the station. And I'll meet you at the station. That's right. All right. So it would be in Clarksville. Yeah. All right. I still think walking in Memphis is my favorite one on this list, but it's not about our favorites. It's about what is objectively the best song. Have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? Do you know what it's like on the outside? Don't go talking too loud. You'll cause a landslide, Mr. Jones. New York Mining Disaster 1941 by the Bee Gees. It's another great one. Oh, my God. See, I I can find Are you still up on the East Coast? Do you want more New York songs that I just think are better than New York, New York, even though they're not as catchy? Because that's one. No, we've already determined that New York, New York is not going to win. We've already determined it's Motown Philly coming out of the East Coast. The only only mention more East Coast songs. New York. Only Living Boy in New York is on my list, uh, but we got to Motown Philly and it was not going to kick it off that hill. Simon and Garfunkel are great. There's a great movie called Only Living Boy in New York. I don't know if there's a Motown Philly movie. There's a Motown the musical. If there was a Motown Philly the musical, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, What about if you want one from the South? That's mm-hmm. Charleston. 
Charleston, Charleston. made in Carolina. Some <laughs> see, there are a lot of good Southern songs. Oh my God! All right, well, let's pick one from the South, and then we'll take a quick ad break. You're the Southerner. Got, you want to? I mean, you picked Motown Philly, not me. I just wanted to point that because everybody's gonna say philly bias he no no no. look I, I i i'm fully and they can say that i will stand by motown philly thank you being the best of the east coast songs and i will stand by what southern song what do you think it is in the south? <laughs> oh i was wondering what, what was happening pointing? The, i'm pointing oh i think it's i, I think I'm it's holding uh, you what? you know what because it is specifically the sound of the city as well mm-hmm. it is a native son of the city the song comes back in multiple forms i'm going down to new orleans from uh the Princess and the Frog. All right, let's throw some Disney in there. And yeah, then let's we got to get some Disney in there. And you know what? While we're doing this break, mm-hmm. you're going to hear from some of the other fine shows on the Max Fun Network. You're also maybe going to hear from a sponsor, but I urge you to also pause and listen to another great song with Philadelphia in the title, which is T-Sop, The Sound of Philadelphia, which is real good. Is that a, right ra- is that a morning zoo radio show? Oh. Hey, what's up? It's Cooter and the Bean on T-Sop, the sound of Philadelphia. We got weather on the ones. We'll be right back. I'm going to play it for you during the break. We'll be right back. This show is brought to you in part by Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers with the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. Trade Coffee's team actually taste tests thousands of coffees. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. Here's how it works. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground or however you brew it at home, and they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. Mark, yes, you're deep into trade coffee I am deep into trade coffee. I'm on my third bag of trade coffee. Okay. This time around, Mm -hmm. it's Alma. And one of my favorite things about trade coffee is finding out the story behind all of the different bags of coffee that come to my apartment, which I it is always a delightful moment to tear open the red wrapping that is on it. No, it's not gift wrap, but the red wrapping makes it feel a little like it's gift wrap. Sure. I open it up. This time it is Alma, which I do have to say, this is unrelated to the flavor of the coffee, is the most beautiful packaging that I've received on any of them so far. It makes a difference. It does. It, not you, the you, flavor, you eat with but your like eyes. the presentation of it. Exactly. You get it ground, right? You don't yeah, need the I get whole it. beans and grind it yourself. You put exactly. you have a coffee. You're, you're doing drip. No, I'm not doing drip. That's what they'll do at trade that I think is really cool is, you know, there are different grinds of coffee for different ways of drinking it. If you're doing a pour over, it's different than a drip. Then it's a Keurig, which is what I use. I use a refillable Keurig. So the good folks at trade ask you when you start out if you want it ground and how much you want it ground. So they ground wow. it perfectly to the right size for my K-cups. Yeah. And the Alma coffee comes in. You read about the family. This time I read all about Leticia and Harry, who are from Honduras and live in Georgia. It is a veteran-owned business, and the coffee I got was Enchanted, which is... You're not a coffee drinker, but if you meet new friends like Harry and Leticia... Yeah. This is the kind... It feels like new friend coffee. Like, sit around the coffee table in the living room and play a board game coffee. It is just delightful. It's like a blanket. Well, now I wish I drank coffee. And if you do, right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash we got this. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash we got this. 
and let Trade find you a coffee that you'll love, like Alma. That's drinktrade.com slash we got this for $30 off. Do it. And thank you to Trade Coffee for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in this year's Max Fun Drive. If you're a member who wants to purchase additional patches, our annual shop is now live. The proceeds for this year's sale will be going to Trans Lifeline. Anytime is a good time to donate to Trans Lifeline, but this year it feels particularly important. Trans Lifeline is a nonprofit for the trans community by the trans community. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help Trans Lifeline connect trans folks to the support and resources they need to survive and thrive. The sale will run until Friday, May 20th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the patches from the drive. We also have a special network patch starring Nutsy that all members can purchase. For more information on Trans Lifeline, visit translifeline.org. And for more information on the patches, head to MaximumFun.org slash patch sale. Hey, this is Alden Ford. And Mujan Zafagari. And we are here with all the other creators of Mission to Zix. Hello. Hello. You're not going to say our names, too? No, no. It's a short promo. Yeah. yeah okay. sort of speech, now, right? with the end of our fifth and final season just a few weeks away, we want to say thank you to Maximum Fun and to every single one of you who has listened to and supported Mission to Zix. Thank you. And if you haven't checked it out, well, Mission to Zix is an improvised space opera with blockbuster quality sound design, a score performed by an actual 60 orchestra and hilarious guest comedians on every episode and as our final episodes air now is the perfect time to jump on board mm-hmm. that's mission to zix z-y-x-x on maximum fun those horns are nasty in there mm-hmm. i like that that's of course the sound of philadelphia by hal loveland taking your requests all morning here on tsop radio T-T-T-S-O-P. that's right the sound of philadelphia but we're going to leave philadelphia right now hal and we are going to move to the west all right for Hollywood. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't have a ton for the West because California is its own entire category. Mm-hmm. These are our last two categories. We got we got the West and we got California. I really only have a couple in the West that don't have to do because we put Texas in the South. That's a ton of songs. Mm-hmm. California is its own category. But I think one of our big contenders is in the West. And I think. It is a perfect song that exemplifies the city that it represents. I think when you drive into this city, your brain starts playing this song. Say Randy Newman. Oh, no, 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 no. That's California. We're not getting there yet. Oh, thank goodness. No, I, but I do love LA, especially when the Dodgers win and I love hearing that song. Is it called, is it, it's Phoenix and I'm sweating in my underwear? No, is I'm, that is that a real song? Uh, it is, it's the song I sing when I drive through Phoenix. It's Phoenix and I'm sweating in my underwear from the baby powder blues, my new album. 
Uh, no, it is not Phoenix, but I do understand the baby powder blues because we've been to Phoenix together, haven't we? We sure have. Yes, we have. It is a hot, hot town, but that's not the town out West. I'm talking about how, you know what? I'm just going to start with the first lyric of this song. And the second I say this lyric, it is going to evoke not only the city, but every specific sensory input that you get upon arrival in this city. Are you ready? I just want to say something before you do. And I want to prepare everybody for this who's listening. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, Mm -hmm. but I am terrible with lyrics. I have pitched to Ken Plume repeatedly (laughs) what I thought would be a great bit for his Gonzo quiz show at Dragon Con, which is to have me come out and do almost like a reverse name that tune where he feeds me the first half of a lyric and the teams have to guess, you know, there are four words after this. How many Uh of the words will he get right? (laughs) It's basically the old show street smarts. We've piloted it. Oh my God. Don't, don't show off your IMDb resume. We, I, I, from the show that I was a contestant, just talking to each other. I'm like, just feed me a lyric. And I'm like, Nope, I have no idea. And really, I do know. Sometimes I'm incredibly close to getting it right. All right. Well, how I think, you know what? I have faith in you. I have faith in you that you're going to get this one because while lyrics might not be your strong suit, something about this song in this city is your strong suit. So if I say to you, bright light city, going to set my soul, going to set my soul on fire. I got a pocket full of money money that's that's ready to burn. So So get those those stakes up higher. It sounds like you know exactly the song I'm talking about. Las Vegas. I can't think of a song that exemplifies its city more than Viva Las Vegas. You know what movie I want to watch now? Leaving Las Vegas? No. But Viva Rock Vegas. Right actor, wrong movie, Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, Honeymoon in Vegas is so good with the Elvises. Have you ever seen 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Speaking of Elvises, Utah chapter. What was that? There's also a musical. Rob McClure was in it. Of Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas. Did you ever watch 3,000 Miles to Graceland? It's another I have Elvis, watched, a bunch I have of Elvises in Graceland. Or in I'll watch Vegas. anything with Kurt Russell, except apparently more than 90 seconds of Bone Tomahawk. I'm sorry I haven't made it through what it What is yet. Bone Tomahawk? Exactly. Keep going. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the one that's going to come out of this winning. I do also have Leaving Las Vegas by Sheryl Crow. Great song. I've got Albuquerque by Weird Al, just because I know we're both nerds. <laughs> and that song is 20 minutes long at the end of one of his albums. It's a bonkers, almost, I don't know if it's a bonus track or if it's just the it's last the second or second to last song. Just hid. Yeah, it's just a whole album within there. And then there's a couple of songs about Santa Fe. There is uh, Santa Fe, both from musicals, Santa Fe from Rent, and then Santa Fe from Newsies, which also has New York songs, but... There's a specific Santa Fe song in that. But honestly, I don't know that. I think Viva Las Vegas might be, if I'm a fight promoter taking one champ into the final fight, I might have to say Viva Las Vegas. This is before we even get to California? This is before we even get to California. So you don't want to talk about any songs that take place in California? No, no, no. We'll talk about them. There's a lot of great California songs. Mm. All right. Ken has put here. Ken's asking. They say, Hal, give us the next line. JoJo was a man who thought he was a loner. But he knew it couldn't last. JoJo made his way Wait, from this, Tucson, Arizona for some California grass. Is that right? Ken, close. Is that right? Left his home. Ha ha. See, I was close. Yeah, you were real so, close. JoJo left his home in Tucson, Arizona for some California grass. See, if you had said it's this many, I got it wrong. I was close. 
You were very close. I got it wrong. I told you, I do not know song lyrics, and that is the Beatles, my favorite group. You know what? Let's leave our home in Tucson, Arizona for some California grass right now, and let's talk about some California songs. California songs, they're undeniable. Uh, now i did i did uh keep this list specific to songs with cities correct 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 there are a lot of songs that have california in the title but i did keep this specifically to songs with california cities in their names do you have any that jump to mind offhand of your favorites because i got a bunch i can rattle off but i'm curious there's any that come right to your head um yeah i there are some actually (laughs) the song that comes to mind is mm-hmm. not the one that will win. It's Streets of Bakersfield, which is an interesting story for a song because yeah. it's either the resurrection of Buck Owens' career mm-hmm. on the wings of Dwight Yoakam, who was a rising star in country at the time, or it's the story of Buck Owens screwing over another artist and <laughs> taking his publishing. Now, both can be true, and that's the beauty of Buck Owens. And if you listen to the Buck Owens and Don Rich episodes of Cocaine and Rhinestones, you'll be delighted to hear I about listen that. Show. I hear that story is great. That is the, the, that podcast is what made me fall in love with Buck Owens as an artist. He is outstanding and it's great to see him get that sort of last big push on the charts of his yeah. career and long after Don Rich uh, tragically passed away. Well, this song also is. You know, Buck Owens famously and Waylon Jennings and Dwight Yoakam, they're famous for the Bakersfield sound, like that very specific type of outlaw country music. And for there to be a song with Bakersfield in the title that is the Bakersfield sound, that's kind of cool. He is one of the pioneers of the Bakersfield sound, maybe the best personification of it, and brought that sound to Nashville. And basically was an outsider for the majority of his career there and chose to do it his own way and had an incredible string of number one hits. Yeah, This is one of them, which is very good. I also love a song that a lot of people think is by the Beach Boys, but is actually by Jan and Dean, which is the little old lady from Pasadena. I love go that granny, song. Go, Granny, Go, Granny, Go, Go, Granny, Go, Granny, Go. Everybody says that there's nobody meaner than the little old lady from Pasadena. Yes. Bit of a slant rhyme. Bit of an Emily Dickinson in that one. That's all right. We'll allow it. Way down in the New Orleans. We're going to run this with the evergreens <laughs> and all the man deliver. <laughs> we also have uh, we've got some neighborhood uh, or some L.A. centric songs. We have some songs about L.A. Mm-hmm. Got brand vans uh, drinking in L.A., which is one of my favorites because that song came out right around when I was moving to L.A. 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 They have, there's more lyrics than that, but that's the best part. Uh, there's, of course, Randy Newman's ubiquitous I Love L.A., but we also have Weezer's Beverly Hills. Great. Great song. Miley Cyrus's Malibu, another great song. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. I love all these L.A. neighborhood songs. And, of course, Santa Monica. Do you know the song Santa Monica? I do know the song said by Weezer. The It's not Weezer. It's somebody else. It's now I got it. It's Everclear. Yes. Thank you. For those who don't know, it has nothing to do. I don't think with the town of Santa Great Monica. Song. It's Great the, song. I am still living with your. I think it's, uh, I'm still dreaming of your ghosts. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. Uh, my favorite thing about that song back in the day when we were touring with National Lampoon Lemmings, Adam Devine wrote an entire sketch 
where he can't get through. He's trying to get through that song and cannot get through that song. And that sketch only exists because the only thing that guy can play on the guitar is those opening licks of Santa Monica, the boom, 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 boom. It's the only thing he knows how to play on a guitar. And he wrote a whole sketch about not getting past that point in the song. Well, I hope he's gotten better by now, for goodness sakes. He's got, he's been doing other everywhere. things. He's got other stuff going on. Now he has someone who plays the guitar for him, but actually exactly. his hands while he's holding the guitar. <laughs> That's what happens when you succeed. He went from being the guy who went, all right, everybody, welcome to the world-famous improv, and getting people into the room to... That's right. Did he used to do that job? Yeah, he, yeah of course. I didn't know he had that. That's cool. That was one of my earliest memories of Adam is him. That was his job, was he did that. And now he's, been on, he's headlined there. Oh, yeah. There's He's another very, very great, great uh, L.A. neighborhood song. What's that? By one of my favorite groups. Who's that? It starts. How does it start? Q-tip, uh, where were you going? I left my wallet in El Segundo. I left my wallet in El Segundo. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Got Is to this get Tribe? It. Got, got to get it. Yes, a Tribe Called Quest. I don't know this song. The best Tribe. Oh, the Tribe Called Quest is amazing. Yeah. Their last album, Before Fife Dog Passed Away. Is so good. It's so, so good. And this one I know very little about Stinkin' Travels and the Paths of Rhythm from 1990. So they're on the rise there. Oh, they're so good. Their last album, by the way, Mm -hmm. I just want to throw out, uh, we got it from here is the name of it. Is it the last album they did? The very last album they did. And they actually were on right after Trump got elected. They were the musical guests along with Chappelle, who was hosting, but they were the musical guests. They've got this really radical album they put out. It's full titles. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. And uh, they had Busta Rhymes filling in for Fife Dog, which oh, was wow. amazing. That's pretty great. So good. Look, I love me some El Segundo. That's right by where you are currently. I am talking to you. You are right next to El Segundo. I'm near El Segundo. My yeah. wallet, I know where it is. Is That's in my fair. pocket, though. I generally don't know where my wallet is, but I know where I am. I am in North Hollywood, and there are a couple of Hollywood songs on this, but... Is Hollywood a concept? We've had this discussion before on this show. It has a mayor. It does have a mayor. But I think, I think of, cause the songs I have are Hollywood Nights. Uh-huh. Those Hollywood Nights. I would argue that's more about the town. Hooray for Hollywood is more about the concept of Hollywood mm-hmm. and less about the town itself. Yeah. Both very good songs. I don't think of them as being city centric songs though. Hollywood Nights, maybe. It's hard for me to think of Hollywood without thinking of Hooray for Hollywood. Yeah. Or picking a Hollywood song would be Hooray. It'd be Hooray for Hollywood. Because it not only is about the city, but it is about the general vibe of the city as well. I know it doesn't have the same, like, if you go to Sunset, then Gower is there. That's north, south, and Sunset goes (laughs) east and west. Hollywood Boulevard, you want that, but they dovetail over by La Brea, or not La Brea, further, (laughs) further to the, well, after La Brea. Sunset, Sunday. Yeah, so they, they, Sunset in Hollywood, they meet over by Crescent Heights, but you can also go north over the hill <laughs> and get to the Valley Venture Boulevard and the Valley further north. And then you're out into the desert. <laughs> That's not even the song. I wasn't even doing this. Dude, California, here we come. Yeah, you're doing California, here we All come. Right as- for Hollywood. They're going to build a mall in Hollywood. They're going to put all of the Oscar winners on the sidewalk. It's going to smell bad and sweaty Superman will be there. I love sweaty Superman. Oh, sweaty Superman. I know. Did he pass away? And then there's uh there's uh fanny pack Batman. 
Fanny Pack Batman is there. Snow I don't know. There. He was, I mean, he was the, he wasn't a young guy when I got to LA 20 no. years ago. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? He did pass away. Did he? That's he did sad. He's the one from the movie about. Correct. About those. What was the name of that movie? Do you I don't remember? remember the name of it? But I can really good. It. And these guys are so charming and just sweet, sweet people in this movie really paints a beautiful, lovely portrait of them. I took a picture with the Darth Vader who was on duty one there one day on duty. And like there always has to be the, a Darth. He did the classic Darth Vader pose, which is, mm-hmm. you know, you ball your hands up and then you put them on your hips. So you're taking the stance of evil authority. I know. what And, Darth and Vader when you open, like. here's the thing. If you've been sweating in a Darth Vader suit and the deodorant's long gone. And you go into that pose, you are opening the bay doors Oof. for all of that stench to come out. And then yeah. I got to stand next to you and then you can you. choke someone on the other side of a computer screen. That's how he did it. Yeah. Here's however many dollars for letting me bask in your stink and try not to tear up while I have my picture taken with a Look, Sony digital camera I don't, because it was the early to mid 2000s. I don't want to knock the people who are out there just trying to make a living taking pictures with folks. I do have to say though, I was a little upset once in New York in Times Square I saw Animal from the Muppets. I was so excited. I was like, "Animal, Animal, oh my god, I'm your biggest fan. Can I take a picture with you?" And I took a picture with him, paid the guy, and then the person dressed as Animal lifted his mask up and said, Hey, what's my guy's name again? <laughs> what's my guy's name again? I was like, what do you mean? What's my guy's name again? <laughs> like, I think he just works for a company, goes to a warehouse and puts on a costume. Have you? Have I was you like, seen? you got to show some respect to animal man. Eat drums. <laughs> no animal beat drums. Beat drums. Beat drum. Arr. Have you ever seen the Elmo's fight? I've seen Elmo's fist fight. <laughs> In I've Square. never seen Elmo's fist fight. No, there's so many of them that you would think they would get along, but I think they're also very territorial. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. There's a couple of very strange, very fun ones. Uh, I always see Mickey and Minnie, uh-huh. and Mickey and Minnie are always on break. I have never seen Mickey and Minnie actually working. Mickey, I guess they're the biggest stars there of all the cartoon characters. They're Mickey and Minnie. So they could just be off on the side. They are never on. They're always taking a break. The other one that is jarring is, and I think they've, I think the city has actually moved them from Times Square. And there are, of course, uh, you know, freedom of speech uh, issues involved in this that are above the purview of this show. But for a while, they were like straight up topless Vegas showgirls out there, like taking pictures with, you know, 12 year old kid who's like, hey, I want to take a picture with these dames. I don't know if he says dames because he's a kid in current America, but that was always a jarring thing to see. You're out there. You're like, hey, look, it's SpongeBob SquarePants and the cast of showgirls. Like it was a weird choice. Cast of showgirls. That's sure. Which one of you is the Gina Gershon? That's who I want to take a picture with. Pretend you're pushing me down these stairs. <laughs> Sorry. For all those out there who would love a good Showgirls reference. Oh my gosh. I, I, the number one, by the way, the number one song on this ranker list is, is, LA is a song about Los Angeles. It's L.A. Woman by yeah. The Doors. But this ranker list is clearly made by uh, old dudes with ponytails because Lodi is the number two song on this list, which we did not mention. Lodi also in L.A. Let me get through another more, a few more of these L.A. Go songs. Go ahead. Uh, we, or, or California songs specifically. There's only a couple more and that's going up north. We've got, do you know the way to San Jose? 
a lot of these songs are about directions. And then, of course, I left my heart in San Francisco and Forrest Gump, colon, if you're going to San Francisco. That's not the name of the song. Parentheses, be sure to wear flowers in your hair. Called If You're Going to San Francisco. No, it's called Forrest Gump, colon. Stop it. I'm pretty sure. What do you think is the best California song? Uh, I think, you know... I've been to San Francisco. I was just, this is uh, not to name drop, but I was talking to John Ross Bowie yesterday mm-hmm. and we were both fondly remembering separately. Like we had both thought of it and, and brought it up a time when we had been, we were doing thrilling. I think it was in mm-hmm. 2020. It was right before the pandemic. And we were in North beach doing that show. And he mm-hmm. and I took a, a, during a break, took a walk. He needed to get something. I needed to get something. Who knows? We took a walk and it was such a pleasant experience. And I think that the, if you're going to San Francisco captures a very specific summer of love, eight Ashbury time yeah. of San Francisco. When I hear, I left my heart in San Francisco. I think mm-hmm. about like at night, the streets lit up perfectly. Just a very romantic idea of the city. I think the song, the song makes me think of the best version of San Francisco that there can possibly be. Yeah. And I think that is a really good indicator of of a city song is it idealizes it gives you an idealized picture in your mind of what that city is and what it can be and i think that's something that no other song we have brought up has yeah the only other song i can think of that it's a song where by the end of the song it makes me want to go to that city Mm -hmm. the only other one i can think of doesn't make this list on a technicality because the name of the song does not say new york in it it's called empire state of mind Sure. That's another one of those songs that sort of a, that dreams are made of. Yeah. It feels like a very idealized version of a city. But yeah, I left my heart in San Francisco is and it, it's yeah, it's just it's a beautiful love letter to the city. I got no problem with I left my heart in San Francisco, even though as a true blue Dodger fan, I would love for it to be. I love L.A. We love, we love it. it. Which is a great song with a call and response in the middle. Yeah. It's a great city song. Now, we've got a good contender from each of these different places. I'm going to say this now. I think the champ that I wanted to bring into the finals, I think that champ is still standing. I don't know if anybody can knock him down. Uh, You want to tell me who that is? That is, for me, for my money, the song that is, it's a song that exemplifies the city. When I think of the city, I think of the song, mm-hmm. even the jangly drum beat underneath the song is em- emblematic of the slot machines making their noise in that city. And that is Elvis's Viva Las Vegas. I'll tell you what, I think that's a really mm-hmm. great finalist. And it occurs to me, I was going to sit here and say, you know, what's great about I left my heart in San Francisco, which is the one I would bring. Mm-hmm. is the fact that it is emblematic of the city. It's forever tied to the city and tied sure. to the great Tony Bennett, although other people have performed but it. But his version's it is, the classic. It is his song. But it does present that idealized version of the city. But I also mm-hmm. think that in its own way, Las Vegas is about glitz and glamour. And that is the idealized version of Las Vegas too. It sells you on the glitz, on the lights. Mm-hmm. It gets you excited. It's exactly the feeling you should have when you enter Las Vegas every time. And then leaving Las Vegas, 
is the perfect song for when you are leaving Las Vegas yeah. every time because it sounds incredibly depressing. My and the only thing life. you own is a guitar. It's the only thing you have left yeah. is your guitar and your thumb that you're hitchhiking with. My two favorite flights in the world are the flight to Las Vegas mm-hmm. and the flight back home from Las Vegas. <laughs> My favorite drive in the world is the drive to Las Vegas. My least favorite drive in the world is the drive home from Las Vegas. Here's what's great about those flights. Mm-hmm. It is basically like a half hour flight, maybe. Four yeah, it's hours. very easy. Straight out of Burbank. The flight there, even out of LAX, the flight there, especially Southwest, usually everybody's flying Southwest, is having a good time. The flight attendants are, they're telling jokes. They're getting you excited. There's this feeling of hope. If you're flying in at night, you get to see the lights of the strip, but it's just possibility. It's very seductive. And then you get there, and if you gamble, you will most likely lose. And when you get on that plane, even if you've won, you'll be on a plane full of losers who <laughs> could not Ouch. be sadder, could not be more silent. I've been, a, I've been among those losers, not yeah. losers in life, but losers at the games, at the tables, as it were. And that is one of the saddest flights and most hilarious flights you can get on. Just <laughs> The returning like, flight. Yeah, you might see the same people if you only go for a weekend. You might have the same people on that outgoing flight as you do on the incoming flight. And that, that is a gift in and of itself. Have you ever actually seen that where you see the same people on the Friday flight as the Sunday flight? Because it's usually the Friday evening flight and the Sunday afternoon flight if you're doing Vegas. You know, everyone is heading there is like real excited, like Jimmy Con energy. And then they come back. It's just a bunch of John Carroll Lynch's sitting. Jimmy Con. My God. You know? Like that. Uh, And I love John Carroll Lynch. He's great. But there is like a look that he feels like a sad, been beaten down. It's like, this is the welcome to Willie Loman Airlines. This is (laughs) made up of a bunch of people who thought they'd have it all. You don't understand. Willie needs this. But instead, they're leaving with nothing. And what is the song that perpetuates that hope and joy? Broadline City gonna set my soul. Yes, people of the world. It's Elvis Presley, the consummate Vegas performer performing the consummate Vegas song that is the greatest song with a U.S. city in the title. And that is Viva Las Vegas Asked and Answered. That was fun. Cha-ching, Mark. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. When are we going back to Vegas, buddy? Thank you, Kristen <laughs> Kelly. I'm good for now. Thank you for that <laughs> suggestion, Kristen <laughs> Kelly. We the- don't have to go to a buffet. No, we're closing the book and cashing out on this one. <laughs> Uh, well, this topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us. At we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash we got this podcast. Talk about all the songs you love that we mentioned and we'll talk about the ones we missed. We're happy to hear from you either way. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, the host of a very fine show of his own called a bit of a chat with Ken Plume. Wonderful conversations, wonderful interviews. We've both been on the show and had an absolute blast doing it. Yes. Some make you feel like you're in the room with your friends. Some of them are just really well done interviews where you learn a lot of great information, but listen to those. Also, I want to shout out researcher Kay McManus, who did not have to lift a finger this episode. Sometimes we like to give her a break. I don't even know if she wants those breaks or not. Thank you to graphic designer Eric Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you 
the people of the world for hopping in this particular vehicle, driving around the country, listening to music with us, or in the case of Hal, hopping on that plane to Las Vegas. And thanks for letting us have an opportunity to relive some songs that we've loved. Clearly, we have some faves in here that we haven't heard in a while that we got excited about singing. Thanks for letting us sing them to you. Just all in all, we are here because of you. I know Max Fun Drive just ended, and we said this a lot during the drive, but I would just like to reiterate, you are the reason we do this show the membership is the reason we are able to do this show, and we wouldn't be doing it without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Very quickly, if you enjoy audio drama and you're listening to Squirrel Girl Unbeatable Radio Show, that is me as Modoc. Yeah, coming up. Please give it a listen. It's on Sirius XM. It's wherever you get your podcasts. I'm incredibly proud of it, and I haven't really talked about it a lot on here. We don't really promote anything outside of this show no. on this show, but I'm so proud of that one, and it is a dream come true. And so I just wanted to encourage you to listen to it if you're not doing so already. Squirrel Girl, Unbeatable Radio Show. I'm just glad that we know what it is now because for months mm-hmm. it was, Hal, what is the thing you can't tell us about? I can't I tell, tell you, you about it. That's right. What is the thing you can't? I can't tell you about it. So to finally be able to find out <laughs> that you are one of the great villains of all time. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's really fun. That's yeah. very cool. But getting back to what I was saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. this. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.